Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio. And your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome to another episode of Groovy Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio. Brought to you by True Blue Plumbing and Alpine Heating and Cooling. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, we have a bit of rock and roll history, and we do another tune look back. Kicking the show off tonight, we have the Molars with Hey Hey Everybody, a track off their new EP, Cavity Search. That was Hey Hey Everybody by The Molars, bringing Punkabilly Rock to Columbus. The Molars just released their first EP and joined me on the line to talk about their process and more. Take a listen. <laughs> 
Welcome back into Groovy Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio, brought to you by True Blue Plumbing and Alpine Heating and Cooling. I got another great group on the line with me, just released their first official EP. I got the Molars out of Columbus joining me. Guys, thank you so much for, for calling in today. Well, you're welcome, Paul. Hey, thank you. I have the, uh, each show start off by having the band introduce themselves and telling us a little bit about what they do. So guys, the floor is yours. Okay, before I start, I'll introduce the two members of the band who couldn't make Make it because of work or family commitments. We have John Colorossi on bass, who does quite a bit of the songwriting, and Mike, Fol Mike Folker on lead guitar, who's an amazing arranger. I'm Jim Hutter, or Jimmy Razor. I rhythm guitar and vocals, and Shane. I'm Shane Olson. I uh, drums and rhythm section. Very, very cool. And uh, we got the molars here. Just released uh, Cavity Search there. Uh, just came out, I believe, this week now that we're talking about. What can you guys can you tell me about Cavity Search and, and how does it feel to get that uh, that first EP out? It feels great. Cool. It's a long time coming. It's pretty neat to be able to see you, your name on a on an album, you know, and it's, it, and it's on vinyl, which is something I think is really cool. Yeah, the vinyl just, uh, you guys just were able to uh, to release that too. And uh, what did it feel like that first time? Have you been able to hold it in your hands? And how did it feel to, to put it in your hands for the first time and see that it was your album art, your guys' songs all on a on a vinyl? Because, you know, still the best way to listen to music, if you ask me. Absolutely. And for me, this is the first time that my voice actually has been on vinyl. Now, I played in a group many years ago that put out a 7-inch, but I was just a non-vocal bass player. This band is the first time I've done any kind of lead vocals, and it's like hearing hearing your own voice coming back to you on vinyl is pretty nice. Yeah, it's cool. Also, I think to you know, I I got one of the copies, and I've shown a couple people, you know, and it, it's it's neat to see their reaction, and it's my first time on vinyl uh, as 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 a percussionist, and it's yeah, it's just a nice feeling. All that work pays off. Yeah, absolutely, and, it, and it's a great way to, it, it's something, not only do you know the music's there, I like when there's those physical releases, because, you know, it makes a good little piece that you can look at and, and remind uh, remind yourself of all the work you put into it. So, tell me a little bit about the about the EP, what were you guys going for there, what was the, if, was there anything you were trying to explore there, or, or, or uh, kind of uh, try out with uh, coming up with this EP? Well, how it came about, the story goes back about seven years ago. John Colorossi and I started playing together in a more traditional rockabilly band. We were doing mostly covers. And after about four years, we had to part way with a couple of members just because of some personal issues. And when we realized we needed to recruit new band members, John took me aside and said, you know what? You and I both love a lot of the old school punk. Why don't we put together a punkabilly band? And then he played me a couple of examples of punkabilly over the years like Batmobile and Three Blue Teardrops, and it's like I was sold. I just absolutely loved it. So that's what we've been doing ever since. We started as a rockabilly band. We started fusing bits of punk, and I would have to say, I think the punk side definitely shows up on this EP. Very, very cool. I, I, and it's great to I great. I love when when you're able to take genres and blend them, and especially you're able to find them and uh, you know see what people are able to to do with that. For for those who who aren't familiar, what what is rockabilly? What can you give me a brief uh, history lesson about rockabilly and uh, and that style of music? Well, that was the early rock and roll that came out of the southern United States in the mid '50s. It would be artists like Young Elvis Presley or Carl Perkins, and essentially these were 
southern boys who grew up on country music, but they also listened to a lot of the R&B stations. So they started mixing up the styles. Maybe they did a hillbilly strum on a blues song, or maybe they played a blues song with a little bit of country twang, and that's how it came about, of course. It kind of fell into obscurity by the end of the 50s, but it was somewhat kept alive by the British Invasion Band, like the British Beatles and Rolling Stones. And then finally in the late 70s, there was a revival of it. Artists like Robert Gordon, Levi and the Rock Cats, the Blasters. Very great cast, of course. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, I always, there's so much music history and it's, it's easy to kind of get overwhelmed. And one of the cool things I've done through this show is just learn how much, uh, how ingrained uh, Ohio has, uh, has been in uh, the, you know, in music. It's just how influential of, a, of an area and a region it actually is. For, for music and, uh, and and rock and roll. Uh, I still honestly can't believe that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame actually is in Cleveland. I always thought it was going to be somewhere uh, completely different. But uh, what was it about, um, you know, when you first heard that that punkabilly sound, and what was it about it that kind of stuck out to you? Was there anything in particular that, that was kind of like, that's the sound, I want to create my version of that? Yeah, I mean, I just love very concise, guitar-oriented rock and roll. Your songs are maybe like two or three minutes long, and songs that just have great hooks, and the lyrics don't try to be overly poetic or profound, but at the same time, they're evocative. I feel like the guitar. I mean, one, once you, once you know, there's nothing really wrong with a great rock and roll guitar that can really, really get, uh, really get you up and uh, out of your, uh, out of your seat and dancing there. We're talking the Molars here, talking a little bit of a rock history lesson here, also about their new EP, Cavity Search, available on. TheMolars.net, as uh, that's their home base there. Uh, winding down 2019, obviously you guys got the EP released. What else were you guys able to accomplish this year? Were you guys able to hit the road, do a little bit of uh, you know, some live shows? And uh, what does next year look like for you guys? Well, we did quite a bit of live work, mostly around Columbus. Uh, we act, at one point, we actually played a hot rod show in Ashland, Ohio, which was a lot of fun. Uh, next thing coming up. December 6th, we're going to be playing at the Big Room Bar in Columbus. It's a charity show called The Clashathon, where the bands all play covers of tunes by The Clash or originals inspired by The Clash. What's the, uh, what, is, uh, what is that event for? What is uh, the charity for? What are you guys uh, planning to raise money for? Well, they have the big alternative radio station in Columbus has been running this for the kids charity. Basically, they give money to a variety of charities for children. More from the Molars next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup, brought to you by True Blue Plumbing and Alpine Heating and Cooling. I'm your host, Paul Holden, and another tune from the Molars queued up. This one's called BRCM. Every day, birds and the bees, a cigarette tree. 
That was BRCM by the Molars. Let's dive back into our interview right now. One of the better charities, I'd say. Charity that gives to kids. You can't uh, you can't go wrong with that here. And uh, so, again, talking to uh, the, the Molars here coming up. Uh, coming, uh, one thing uh, I always like to ask some artists, tell me a little bit about the, uh, you know, the punk scene or, or the rock scene in Columbus. Just tell me about the, the music scene in Columbus or, or some of the bands that you've been able to interact with. What, what's going on up there in, uh, in the capital city? Currently, I love a lot of the old timers because I'm an old timer myself. I love Willie Phoenix. I mean, he's like about 67 years old. He's still rocking like Jimi Hendrix meets the Sex Pistols. And other stuff I love in town. Um, you had Earwig on. They're always great power pop. And I'm also very fond of the Electric Hand. That's T.C. Ottinger's band. He's an American mod wannabe. So their stuff owes an awful lot to American Garage, the Who, the Jam, that sort of thing. Very, very cool. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, we just had Earwig on. And uh, actually, as of recording this, they're playing in Athens uh, uh, tonight. Any hope uh, that people could maybe see the molars down in our, our neck of the woods here? Any Athens connections or any ties uh, to southeast Ohio? I don't see any reason why it couldn't happen. We just have to aim our sights towards Athens. Have music will travel. And, and your guys' music will, uh, will will definitely travel. It's, uh, it will definitely fare uh, with uh, the, the Athens uh, scene there and vibe. But, uh, of course, uh, as, as uh, you guys are moving forward, so with the EP, is this uh, maybe the early stages of, of an album as, as, of, as well? Or maybe were you just looking to get that EP out and then uh, if you're starting an album, maybe it's a different project, a different style of tunes? I would say an album would be a different project. Probably would not have songs overlapping. Stylistically, I think we're going to stay the same. John came up with a perfect definition of our music when we first started playing together. It's greasy rock and roll. And that's all we want to play. Greasy rock and roll. I like that. I like that. And uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, if people who have seen you guys, you guys uh, also have had a history, you know, you have some covers that you guys like to do and, and mix in, uh, you know, uh, your, your own music as well. How do you go about building your set for a live performance? And uh, what's, is there something you look for in certain songs that uh, you want to cover? Or is it just some of your favorite songs and you just like playing them? It's a little bit of all of the above. I mean, a lot of it is what songs can we pull off with our abilities? And then we'll play it for a while, and if it's getting a good response, we'll keep it in the set. Is there any ones? Uh, and it also has to fit. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say it also has to fit what we want to do, you know, in our punkability, greasy, you know. Or one thing that we've done, I think, is pretty cool. Is there's been a couple of songs that we've taken that are not written that way and made them that way. Very much. And those have turned out to be popular versions because people are, hey, that's a new twist on that. Yeah, the thing about greasy rock and roll, it is kind of a history lesson in rock music because, I mean, it's a meeting of punk and rockabilly, but there's an awful lot of stuff in between. I'm sorry, that was my other dog. There's a lot of stuff in between, like 60s garage rock, 70s glam rock we throw in. Excellent. Yeah, and so when you're when you're creating those different versions, it's because honestly, I would say some of my favorite covers are the ones that take the song and then you know the band is able to put their spin on it. How do you approach that? Is there do you listen to the song and then just kind of think, hey, you know, maybe this part we can go a little bit faster, we can speed this up, or maybe we slow it down and try something different. How do you approach uh, you know putting your spin onto uh, you know classic songs? I would say that is a lot of it, and also just the fact that. By nature, we just play a lot of dirty, distorted guitar. 
Uh, Mike Folker, our lead player, is just a phenomenal musician. He has a great ear. He's a great arranger. When he first sat in with us, when we brought him on board, the first thing we kept thinking is, my God, even though he says he wants to play rockabilly, he sounds an awful lot like Mick Jones of The Clash. And I mean, I love Mick Jones. Well, that's going to come in handy for uh, for the uh, the Clash cover uh, event that you guys are, are coming up here and in, uh, in Columbus there and uh, yeah no I, I love that and I love that uh, you know when you're able to collaborate with people and they can just bring something that helps you take the the stuff that you kind of think about and helps take it to to that next level. Um, how did you guys uh, you know we you might have touched on this before but how did you guys all all come together originally? What was it that uh, that brought the Molars all together? Because you said a lot of you are are veteran musicians played music for a long time. How did uh, the Molars all come together? Well, John and I linked up back probably at the start of 2012 for the traditional rockabilly band. Essentially, I was doing solo acoustic rockabilly at a now-defunct bowling alley down in Grove City. I got an invitation from Jeff Eaton to uh, do an Elvis birthday show. So I wanted a whole band, and I started recruiting people, and that's where I met up with John. And we also had another guitarist and drummer, and then... That band eventually came to a logical end, and we knew Mike. Mike had been a disc jockey on the Columbus Alternative Station. He owned a bar. He had done a lot of booking with bands, so he was familiar with us. The minute he heard us play at his old bar, he says, you know what, I would love to get in a band like this someday. I love playing these old songs like Chuck Berry. And when the time came to get a new guitarist, Mike was the first guy we called, and he was perfect for the job. Drummers, we went through spinal tap syndrome, but we finally landed Shane, and we're very happy with him. Well, excellent. I'm glad to hear that, Shane. And I'm, 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 Shane, what was it like finding these guys? What was it? What were you doing uh, be- beforehand? And, and uh, what was it like when uh, the, when you found the Molars and, and uh, joining up with them? Well, I played in an, uh, a couple other projects. One similar. Um, we we called it Punkified, um, where we we took just for an example. A truck driving man, which is an old 50s country staple, and punked it up, um, playing at about 200 beats per minute. And so I, I was bouncing around. A couple other projects didn't work, and I answered Jim's ad, honestly, on Craigslist, and we, we chit-chatted, and the timing wasn't right for them because their original drummer was still in the mix, and then out of the blue, Jim contacted me and said, hey, we'd like to bring you in for an audition, and it clicked. Like, the first time we played, it was like, wow, okay, there's there's something here. Yes. Um, I, I think the audition process took, what, three or four times just Yeah. And it wasn't a, we, it was kind of, we need to make sure we're all comfortable that we all got along so well and the music just kind of came together that, you know, they offered me the spot and I, I seized it and it, it's been a lot of fun. One of the things I like about this band is one, I think we're all very good listeners. We're all very good at listening to the other musician to make our part fit. The second one I think we're all very flexible. If someone else in the band has an idea for what your part could sound like, we take the time to listen and maybe flow with somebody else's idea. I mean, it's really a great collaboration. Well, yeah, and that's so important, too, collaborating and being able to be open and honest and approach people about the music because that's just such a great way for you 
you know, do you guys get the best sound possible? Because I feel like sometimes you can kind of any project that you're doing, music or writing, whatever you're doing, you, if you're doing it just on your own, you can kind of hold yourself up and you're not going to, you know, get those outside things or some things can, can slip through the cracks. So I always like hearing when the, the, the collaboration is key there in the band. But uh, we're going to wrap things up here with the Molars. Uh, guys, thank you so much again uh, for, for joining me. I know I mentioned it earlier, but what's the best place for people to go out and, and, and support the Molars? Uh, we do a lot of stuff down at Bossy Girls Pinup Joint, and also check out our website, themolars.net, and that'll keep you up to date and let you stream some tunes. Just like the teeth, themolars.net, coming up in Columbus there for uh, for a great event. Uh, I don't know, uh, can we? Is there a sneak peek? I don't want to maybe spoil it for people. Do you know what you guys are going to play? Do you know what you're bringing out for for the class uh, the Clash uh, cover that you guys are going to do? Well. Stuff that I know that we can pull off. We've been doing it live for years. We're definitely going to be doing brand new Cadillac. We do a version of the Clash's cover of Booker T and the MGs, Time is Tight, leading right into English Civil War. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I don't want to jinx us, but a couple of nice surprises. Should be a great night of tunes up there at uh, the Big Room Bar there in Columbus on Friday, December 6th. Check out the uh, the new EP from the Molars Cavity Search, available on their website, themolars.net. And again, guys, thank you so much for your time. You are welcome, Paul. Absolutely. Thank you. Up next, local tunes to beat the Monday blues. Stay tuned. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup, brought to you by True Blue Plumbing and Alpine Heating and Cooling. I'm Paul Holden, your host of this mashup of melodies. One band this week, so we dive back into our jukebox of local tunes. Here's one from Dallas Craft called Smile Together. Oh, 
And I go down as a captain and sell a ship home sink. So maybe she will rest her head on his shoulder. Maybe she'll cry. Maybe you'll both cry together. That was Smile Together by Dallas Craft, and let's see who's up next. We got Matt Matheny with Drunk on Memories. It's just me in this bar. There's not a soul around. The sand. Since I've seen your face I keep a picture of you on my wall To remind me of those days Bartender, go on home I got my friends with me And tonight we're getting drunk on It's the little things that you do 
That was Drunk on Memories by Matt Matheny. Last song for this block, and it's Eric Atkinson with White Rain. Thinking about the days we nearly fell in love. She had them little jean shorts that she bought at the fashion bar. Ain't the glory or the price of fame? It's a six pack in my truck and the smell of white rain. She had her hair pulled back in a ponytail when I was thinking to myself, is this heaven or hell? Should I jump right in and let this ship set sail? That would be told I was a high school dropout She was a prom queen Heart of gold Sometimes I wish I could rewind those days To a six pack in my truck In the smell of wide rain She had her hair pulled back in a ponytail When I was thinking to myself This is heaven or hell should I jump right in or let this ship set sail? I was too young to understand a pair of Levi's gold beer in my hand. Standing there hoping she felt the same. With the six pack in my truck and the smell of wine. When I was thinking to myself, is this heaven or hell? Should I jump right in or let this ship set sail? I was too- 
That was White Rain by Eric Atkinson. Time for a break, but keep it here for more Ohio Tunes. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back into Groovy Soup. Paul Holden here with more Buckeye State Tunes. Let's keep things upbeat with the Largemouth Brass Band and their song, Second Line.
brass band. That was Second Line by the Largemouth Brass Band, and why not keep dancing along with another good one? It's Freak Bass with Stepping Out of Line.
That was Stepping Out of Line by Freak Bass. And the last song for the night, it's The Wandering Stars with Babylon Babylon. I never told anybody to lie. Not a single time. Read my lip. Really, I don't know what it's talking about. I, I really don't. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. This was an act of terrorism. An axis of evil. The kinds of kids that are called super predators. Fire, get the gasoline and burn! Ah! 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 
That was Babylon Babylon by the Wandering Stars, and that's going to do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to the Molars for joining the show tonight. Follow along with the bands on their social media pages, and if you or your band is interested in the show, email me at pholden at wxdq.com. That's P-H-O-L-D-E-N at wxdq.com. Groovy Soup is proudly sponsored by True Blue Plumbing and Alpine Heating and Cooling. And until next week, I'm Paul Holden, signing off.